Hello, and welcome to Just Quitting Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Lewis, author, speaker, and certified breakthrough coach. And I am here every week with a new episode. And I'm so, so, so excited for you to get to know my special guest today, which is India Tuggo. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for spending time with me and coming on the podcast so people can get to know more about you, what you do, and and be empowered because that is really what it's all about. We're helping queens be who God called them to be. So I'm just going to go ahead and read um, a little bit about you so that people can know. So Indiana Tuggo with degrees in social work and professional counseling uses her testimony of overcoming sexual abuse, poverty, domestic violence, and helps women heal from emotional traumas through writing. As an author of four books, she also helps ministry leaders and faith-based business owners write a book sharing their testimony and expertise. She founded Indy's Rights to express how God independently wrote on the tablet of her heart and gave her identity and purpose in him. She uses her books, courses, and coaching programs to help women achieve emotional wellness and birth kingdom businesses. That is awesome. So thank you again for your time. Thank you for coming on. So let's just get all the way into it, okay? (laughs) So... (laughs) As, you know, helping with trauma, I feel like um, when it comes down to dealing with trauma and dealing with things that you've gone through, I feel like many people like to keep that to themselves. So what kind of made you, gave you the boldness to say, no, I'm going to talk about what I went through so I can help somebody else? Because of the very thing that you just said, a lot of times we're suffering in silence. And then a lot of times it's not that we're so much suffering is that we feel like we're over it you know because Mm. a lot of the trauma that we went through it was years ago some of it some of it has been through childhood trauma you know we've been through childhood abuse childhood molestation um and things like that and we don't realize how what happened to us 10 15 20 years ago is still impacting our, our lives, our behaviors, our actions, how we move, how we see ourselves, how we see other people, the relationships we choose, the, the jobs we choose or the jobs we stay in, you know, and even affects, you know, going after your business. Because for me, that's what it started to affect. It started to affect, you know, my love life, you know, what I thought love was, what it wasn't, you know, and then it even started to impact my business, you know, how I showed up for my business or lack thereof, you know, I couldn't be consistent because I still had this residue from, you know, not being enough from, from abandonment and rejection issues from childhood, you know, so we have to, just being bold and sharing your story, it kind of puts the enemy on notice that I see you and I'm not going to let you um, take over my future. You had the past. I can't Ooh. do anything about that. But my future, nah, son. No. Not today or any other day. Get up out of here. <laughs> I love that. That was a whole mic drop moment. If you didn't catch that, you, you, you go re- rewind if you didn't catch it. What she just said, what she just said, what she was not going to let the enemy play with her head, play with her life and get her all stuck in her past. So I'm going to need anybody listening, if you caught that, catch it, keep it, let that sizzle in your spirit. Because that right there, you said a whole lot, (laughs) a whole lot. And I love the fact that, you know, you you decided that I'm not going to keep this to myself. I know I can help other people with my story. I know I can... um, you know, help someone else who may be dealing with their trauma and their pain, help them heal so that we can be healed and we can really be everything that God called us to be. Because one thing I know for sure, what you don't deal with, child, that stuff will deal with you. And you, you will become older and you'll be like, where did it come from? Right. And, 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 and really, truly, I really didn't have a choice. It kind of like snuck up on me. I didn't, I didn't really <laughs> realize <laughs> And what was going on until after the fact, until I had already told God, yes. And I'm like, hold up, God, wait a minute. I was bamboozled. This ain't what mm. you had said. You know, mm-hmm. because when, when I first started writing, you know, I was just trying to honestly trying to heal myself, you know, because uh, 
And because I was tired and I wasn't happy, even though I was, you know, trying doing all these accolades, I was educated, you know, I was on, I think it was the third or the, the third degree or the second degree at that time. And I was, um, had a good job, had bought my first house, you know, all of that, but I was not happy. And it was because I thought it was because I had a man. So I was like, why is it that I'm this Christian woman, good Christian woman, and I can have all of that, but I don't have a man. What's wrong with me? You know, and the mere fact that I thought something was wrong with me or that I thought I couldn't be happy without a guy was an issue. So at that time, I was building my relationship with God as well. And so me and God was having a good time. You know, we was reading, studying, and, and I started discovering his voice. He was talking to me. And then when he told, one day I was in the shower and um, he was like, look, stop asking me why you single. And I was mm. like, okay. And you know, because God always talked to me in the shower. I don't know what it is about the bathroom, but. And so I'm like, okay. And then he just kept talking. He just kept saying the different chapters to the book. And I and I and I jumped out the shower and I just started writing down what he was saying. You know, stop asking why you're single. You know, um, stop viewing yourself through worldly standards. You know, it's um, he that find it. And if you don't get him, will you still praise me? So he was just, I was just writing them down. I thought they was questions. So I was like, okay, what you want me to do with this? He was like, write the book. I'm like, wait, what, write what book? you know yeah. so I'm like and so when I started writing the book because I had told God I was like okay if it's not good for me to be in a relationship right now then you're gonna have to teach me how to be happy because right now I don't know how to be happy I've never been alone you know so you're gonna have to teach me how to find this contentment in this single season that everybody talks about you know and then if I can't have a husband what can I have and he was like I got so much for you um but you worried about one single thing you know, so when I started writing, I didn't even know I was still, I had unresolved issues of my past mm. started to come out, you know, because the pen, I tell them, I tell clients all the time, the pen don't lie. You know, and when we first started writing, it'd be all from the, you know, the subconscious, you know, it'd be from the, you know, your, your, your conscious, so to speak. But Eventually, after you've been writing for about 15, 20 minutes, the subconscious gonna kick in and what's mm -hmm. out. You know, so when it started coming out, you know, about the molestation, because you know, God don't ever ask a question that he don't know the answer to. So when I was started to talk about, you know, how me being fat, me being ugly, me being this, and God was like, Who told you that? Mm. So when I started writing how it was told to me, you know, growing up from bullying and this, this, and then the other. And God was like, because I didn't tell you that. My words mm. said, so it was like, I was still, I was regurgitating what others had told me, you know, over my life. And I took that as to be true, you know, so God had to first reveal the lie and then tell me the truth. So in writing, I was just trying to heal myself. I wasn't really trying to hurt no, help nobody else, but when I finished writing the book, God was like, publish it. And I'm like, but I ain't got no publisher. And I started searching for publishing and he was like, no, you publish it. So I started, had to learn about the self-publishing. I like learned about self-publishing like in 24 hours because when he said publishing, I was so scared and one of the, and my heart would start beating. And one thing about me, when it comes to fear, I'm like, do something immediately to get the fear out the way, you know? So and when he said, and I found, I read about, my, my friend sent me an article about Create Space. I went on Create Space that day and I published that book. And when I published that book, I was like, okay, God, I did it. And then he was like, now become the book. I said, what now? What you mean? Become mm -hmm. He said, tell people. I said, tell what people? <laughs> I was like. You didn't tell me that part, God. You didn't tell me I was going to have to reveal all the intimate details in this book. So, but I was obedient and I started to tell it. I started to write it at first, you know, blogs and stuff like that and all of that. But then when people started to resonate and hit it up with it, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what's going mm -hmm. on? Yeah.
That's because we can't tell half the story. He's not gonna let us, right? We gotta yeah. always if we're gonna tell the truth, we gotta tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So as you were doing that, like you said, you know, the pen don't doesn't lie. Um, and I'm I'm sure you don't mind sharing. What were some things that you realized? Like, wait a minute, this came from that, and and that came from this because I think a lot of times there's so many people who want to write their story, but they don't want to tell the full story. They just want to make they they want to tell the pretty part, the part that makes them look good. But we have to be willing to tell the whole story because that's when we get free and then, then we're released to go free others. Um, so what were some things that came up for you that you realized like, okay, you touched on it a little bit. You said, you know, you were kind of rehearsing what people have said and, and people have done. Um, so what were some of those things, if you don't mind sharing what, what they were? That definitely was one of them. I was rehearsing and regurgitating what um, bullies had said to me in the past. Um, Another thing was that I was viewing God and men through the eyes of an absent father. Because Mm. one one of the things that um, I felt myself doing was holding men to a standard that, that was impossible for them. Or it was an expectation that they didn't even know they were required to meet, you know, so I I wasn't allowing them to be themselves, you know, because I had this unspoken expectation (laughs) that they didn't know about. And um, I remember one um, particular time in the um, second book, um, which was um, Save, Single and Frustrated, and I was talking about how... um, I was having this conversation uh, with God and I was saying that a man has to do this and he, and I can't stand when um, they say they're going to do one thing and don't do it. He had to be a man of his word and this, this and the other. And I was going on with this list and the Holy spirit was like, they are not him. And I was like, him. Who? Mm. And he was like, yo father. And I was like, the the hurt that you experienced from your father walking away with them you're holding these men accountable to the point to where Mm. they can't even make a mistake and he was like the love that you're missing is only in me only I can provide that unconditional love that you're seeking men are flawless are flawed so to speak and so and that's really what made me stop and think and, and go back and look at my list and say, is this list based on what I truly need? Or is this list based on fear of what I, I assume I don't deserve mm. of something that happened in my past or some type of deficit? in my past. And that's a lot of times what we have to realize is that a lot of the things that we go after, the love that we seek is based on the deficit because we had some type of lack. When I, when my father left, he left this hole in me. You know, there was this lack in me. This was, there was this, 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 this fear of not being enough or this wondering of why wasn't I enough to make him stay? You know, so as we get older into adulthood, that translates into I'm not enough. Why am I not enough? So when we meet these guys, it's like you're trying to force yourself and you're trying to prove that you're enough so that you so that they won't leave too. You know, but at the same time, you're 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 smothering yourself, you know, because you're not even allowing yourself to love freely and be loved freely. You know, so I had to really learn how to let God show me what true love was because that was the point of my my abstinence journey my abstinence was not because you know honestly the bible says not to do it that really wasn't right that was one of many reasons but the sole reason of my abstinence journey was because i was using sex as a to me sex was love if we had sex then we it meant we was in love but that ain't what Mm. was them Negroes didn't love me. So <laughs> I, I had to figure out that, okay, Indiana, sex is not love. So therefore you need to pull back from this so that you can discover what true love really is. And, and, and the love that you're missing is in God. You know, so go back to the creator, go back to the originator and get the real blueprint. Cause the love that you saw, the love that you saw beat your mama, 
the love that you saw got your mama mm. hooked the love that you saw left you, you know, disappeared from your life, the love that you saw um, tried, to, tried to harm you and abuse you, you need to be reprogrammed. Seriously. Because that's not, that's not love. Reprogram. That is, that is major because I feel like I've been in this unlearning thing where, you know, you, you grow up and things happen to you and your traumas and all this stuff. And you think that that's just the way that it's supposed to be. Like you said, you thought sex was love and you thought you had to give yourself in that way for love because of what you were missing. Um, and I could definitely relate to that because even though my father was present, we really weren't, you know, to we, I, I wasn't daddy's little girl, even though I'm the youngest. So I definitely can relate to that. And I feel like so many women can relate to that because we do look for the love that we didn't get as kids growing up but then at some point we got to take that accountability like wait 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 I can't keep doing this to myself and like you said you know this like I can't this ain't love the men ain't they ain't want nothing for me but what I could give and you had to kind of have that aha wake up come to Jesus moment with yourself like girl get it together <laughs> because if you didn't then you would you know repeated the same cycles and repeated the same thing so I love the fact that you kind of learn from that because there's so many women right now they're doing things they don't even know why they're doing it right or or just allowing the um the body to take over we're doing it because you know it feels good or we're doing it because everybody else says these gurus and no rules and 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 relationship coaches and love doctors and all of this stuff telling you 15 ways to get and keep a man and and all of this we we have so much information that's being thrown at us and i'm like where and i kept god said god where in the bible did it tell us that the woman is supposed to be the one that holds the relationship together i'm still trying to find it you know i said because there they we put so much pressure on the women you know but the men not being held accountable and so therefore we have a lot of women you know walking around feeling like they have to be so much more than themselves to attract the love that they want. And that's really just not true. We just have to be patient. You know, we yeah. just have to be patient to wait for it. And then also patient to realize, and, and I, I, I talked about this on, um, on my social media the other day, I had to realize that patient wasn't just about waiting. Patient mm. is realizing that you're worthy of the wait. You know, because we can wait wrong. We can wait that part. do everything under our sun, <laughs> under the That's sun. That's the whole word. You can wait wrong. <laughs> we wait wrong. Ooh. We waiting, but meanwhile, we entertaining Tom, Harry, and, and Joe, you know, waiting for Mr. Right. You know, but we have to realize that I'm worthy of what I'm waiting for. And yeah. I don't have to settle, you know, what I'm in, in, what I'm waiting for is realistic. It's what God says I can have. And it's what God says I deserve, you know, as his woman of God. So I'm worthy of the wait, no matter how long it takes, no matter how frustrated I am, you know, right. in the wait or in all of that, I refuse to settle. And that's in love in life in business refuse to settle. You know, because mediocrity is another thing that is um, sim symbolism of needing to be to be healed. We yeah. Constantly settle. You just be okay. Would right. be okay because you feel like, well, this is as good as it's gonna get. And it's like, who like who told you that? Right. You know, why can't why can't you be successful? Why can't you go after your goals? Why can't you you know wait for what you desire and not settle for just this is just the way it's gonna be. This is the way it's going to always be because I feel like a lot of women, especially single women, um, and I'm guilty of this, you know, we hold on because it's like, is this as good as we're going to get? And I'll never find another and I'll never have another and I'll waste so much time, so much years, so many things we could have been doing. We kind of set ourselves back because we're so focused on what we want and what we desire, not realizing that we can have all those things, but we don't have to settle for whatever comes on the journey or on the way of that. So I absolutely 100% agree. You know, we, we got to address, the, the thing is that we just have to address our traumas and not run away from them. Um, because if you don't, like I said, eventually that thing gonna come back, it's gonna come around. So you might as well attack it full on head first and just go hard for it because 
if you are a woman who wants to inspire others, help others, you first got to be that healed woman. Right. I'm not saying you got to be perfect, but healed people help other people become healed. Right. But if you hurt, then as you're writing your story, and I'm sure you have several um, you know, clients and several people who came to you as they're writing their story, you realize, wait a minute, you bleeding all over this, this paper. You bleeding all over this book. So how do you, um, how do you identify when you're bleeding versus when you're being transparent? When you are stuck on the story. Because for, for a lot of people, they go around the same mountain. Like I, I call them the children of Israel. <laughs> they just go around <laughs> you know, forever. And I'm like, until you recognize the patterns in your own eye, the t- in your own way, you will forever be stuck. And I'm just like, be, and even in writing their story, they will pad the heck out of what happened. So-and-so did this and they will tell you all the glory details from, from day one to day 30. They can remember mm. every conversation, you know, this, this, and that, and the other. And they done padded this book. This book is huge, you know. And then we get to, and then they want to spend one chapter and tell about the victory. And I'm like, God ain't getting no glory in that. You just glorified the devil in chapters one through nine. Mm-hmm. You gave God yeah. one chapter. You mean tell me ain't no victory nowhere? Or either they can't even, you can't even tell the victory. Well, how did God bring you out? Oh, I just, I just, I just meditated on the word. Yeah, what word? What revelation? What did you do? I, 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 I'm a survivor. Yeah, but what did you do? You know, you didn't, did your mind change? Did your behavior change? What did you accomplish? after the shift so if you can't tell me none of that sweetheart you still bleeding uh, you know and you haven't learned how to stop the blood you just put a band-aid on it because it because like i said earlier it happened a couple years ago and you think you you think you healed now no 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 you haven't you haven't got to the thriving part that's why i don't like the term survivor you know get me to the thriving part what else did you do yes. you know, because when we tell our testimonies don't sit there and give give the devil all this glory of, of what of what he did and how he did and and how he left you you know um broken homeless and and, and busted gusted and disgusted but what <sighs> did i do if you hadn't got to the part of what God did, it ain't time for you to tell your testimony. That's why a lot mm. of times when we go through, God will tell us to shut up because it ain't time yet. You know, we hadn't got to the victory. We still going through, but we want to open our mouth and tell everybody how we going through that. Don't make God look good. Who wants to follow a God? That, that part. Who wants to follow a God that's got you going through all the time? Nobody. Mm. You know, we as Christians, we good for telling the suffering and talking about spiritual warfare and 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 talking about how you need to expect the warfare. Can we expect the good? Come on, expect the warfare, because my God's showing out over here. But when we start telling what God's doing, then all of a sudden we bragging. Oh, but but you Mm. you 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 wanted me to brag when I was telling you about uh, what happened. All of that ago, so I can't brag on God. The devil is a lie. I'm bragging. A whole lie. <laughs> I'm bragging. <laughs> and you hit another. You hit another thing on the head too. Is we gotta stop. We gotta repent and retract a lot of those word curses that we place on our yes. Life. You know because um, God had to get me straight too. He was like, "Stop cursing in your frustration." What I've already called called blessed because mm. I would, you know, get frustrated because the business wasn't bringing in the money, the books weren't bringing in the sales, and I'd be like, "God, did you really call me to this? It ain't happening." He's like, "Uh-uh." What I call blessed, don't you dare curse. Keep your mouth on this. Shut up if you can't say mm. nothing else. Shut up because I'm still working. And another thing is about the past when I was healing from past relationship hurt. The pen brought up things that I even said in relationships that I had to repent over. I told my first ex-boyfriend that I would never find a love like him, that he would mm. be the only man that I would ever love. I had to spit that mess out and repent and mm. repent 
and mm. everything because I, you don't realize that your mind, your body will move in that thing. Whatever you say, your body will move towards that. So therefore, oh, could no man, you know, you know, please me or satisfy me because I was still married to this fool, even though we weren't married, mm. we were still married in the spirit, you know. So I had to you know, spiritually divorce him, repent him, break that soul tie, you know, and get myself back on on track so that I can allow real love to come into my life, you know, and we don't realize that we do that. I mean, how many women we've said that, you know, because we were yeah. in love, it was the love of our life, but then all of a sudden we realized, you know, this Negro was crazy. I'm gonna always <laughs> love you. I love you forever. I'm always yours. All these things, all these things, and and you setting yourself up, cause I and, and the way God showed it to me is that when I when I bought my first house, I used to walk through that neighborhood where my first house um it was um during high school, and at that time it was a beautiful neighborhood. Nothing but white folks lived over there, you know, and and it was all the lawns was just manicured and we used to walk through there on the way to school and I was and I said to myself I was like I'm gonna have a house over here one day and when I bought my first house I looked at several but I was not satisfied however when she when my realtor brought me to that neighborhood I immediately said this is it because my mind said it even though it was 10 years earlier my mind said it and my body was following it you know, so, and that's what, and when I, and when I, when it did that, I was like, huh, it did. And God said, same thing is going on because you, in your mind, you still in love with so-and-so. So therefore, yeah. no the love can come your way until you cut that love that you had for him off. Because mm. I was funny you said that because I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they said like, you know, people had to be willing to release it. That's the thing. You got to be willing to release all of those ties, all of those bad things, all of those things that you know ain't no good for you, but you secretly still have the desire for. Um, you got to release it because that's the only way you're going to fully be able to heal, fully be able to move forward and fully be able to receive what God is trying to do for you individually. Um, and I think sometimes as women, we get caught up in keeping we get caught up in the look of things. You know, some people don't even know why they want to be married. You don't even know why you want a boyfriend. You don't even know why you want a husband. You just want one because you want one. That part. Girl, I wrote a whole <laughs> chapter in there about the book. Why do you want to be married? Because, and that was one of the things that God asked me. He was like, why do you want to be married? I was like, oh, because I'm supposed to, right? He <laughs> <laughs> was like, no. You know, if you don't realize that um marriage is a covenant yeah and that it's about purpose and and two people being joined together in purpose you missing it because all that other stuff you're talking about yeah those are benefits yeah you know joining together finances and households and and having sex and all of that those are benefits but that's not the purpose of marriage and so I was mm -mm. Like, okay like okay but you know what I feel like a lot of times even with what we're going through um you know we we seek those things because like you said the benefits or, or we think that's the benefits or we think the benefits of building a business is to make us rich and yes you do want to profit you do want to make sure you know you are making money because you are in business to make money but it doesn't necessarily mean that that should be your end goal you know everybody's aiming for these 6k 10k 20k 100k whatever you know every year Somebody's declaring, declare that you're going to be a millionaire this year. What if that's not God's will for you? What you said. And especially if you ain't even made it to a thousand yet. What? I'm going to be a millionaire. Um, God has got an order. You can't even magic ma manage your little hundred, couple hundreds. <laughs> you ready for the millions? How that's going to work? So I love the fact that, you know, learning from your traumas, learning from your mistakes can help you grow and become better. But also, I love the fact that you're helping other women heal from that with writing, with telling their story. Um, and I love the fact that you said, you know, give it give it some time. Eventually, that pain going to tell on itself because it will. And you have to be willing to be in a position or a mindset that you want to heal. Because so many people are in denial 
that they even need healing, that they even need um, to go deeper into their healing. You know, some people feel like you reach one level of healing and I'm good. I got this. And it's like, no, there's there's so many different levels and it's a continuous thing. It doesn't stop. So how do you um, how do you help women or even in your own life? How have you seen those different levels play out? as you've been walking in purpose, as you've been focused on healing, as you've been, um, you know, on a journey yourself, because that's one thing we always, I always say, releasing the queen of you is a journey because it, it is, you master one thing and God be like, all right, so let me give you this right here to do. Um, so how, how do you, how have you been able to manage those different levels of healings that's been happening to you? Um, and how, how do you know when you are kind of healed from a thing or 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 you kind of you know it doesn't bother you no more or it's not a sensitive thing anymore so how do you know how do you identify that is I guess my question well you asked about three different questions okay but first (laughs) (laughs) but first I had to um first of all I had to stop despising my healing because um one of the first things that I do um with my clients whether with me personally or they're you know undertaking one of my journals is that you have to develop what is your vision of wholeness you know because one thing God had to show me was that healing is instant the word says by his stripes we are healed that's present tense you know so we are healed the moment that we believe it now that journey to wholeness and walking in wholeness that's a daily thing it's a daily, you know, unlearning. It's a daily renewing of your mind. It's a daily letting the Holy Ghost lead and guide you and convict you and show you a new way, you know? So you have to commit to that. You have to commit to the journey. You have to commit to um, your relationship with God. So that's why the first thing you have to do is you have to recognize God's voice so that a stranger you will not follow, you know, first of all. And then another thing is that, I had to really truly learn that when I am whole, then I attract wholeness to me. You know, um, so if so the success that I want, the business that I want, the love that I want, all of that must be filtered through wholeness and not brokenness. You know, um, and then another thing I had to re- had to um realize is that healing is not a bad word we make healing such a bad word in today's society because we tell people that you need to heal meaning you're not worthy of anything until you heal that's Mm, a lot yeah you know we tell people that they're not worthy of love they're not worthy of success they're not worthy of you know even being used by god because they're broken and i'm like first of all you ain't broken, you know, because God says you complete in him. So there is no such thing as broken. Broken things are not usable, you know, so you are bruised. You are not broken, you know, so let me show you how to get God, come to God so he can apply the bomb so he can patch you up, boo-boo, because you have stuff to do. Long as you, every time you open your eyes and you breathe in, you God has a purpose for you. So that's a lie. So I don't like when they tell people, uh, be heal you know in some aspects you do have to you know put a pause on some things you know because until you get to certain levels um of healing until you can recognize that you are healed because um I had to um, realize that too, because some my vision of wholeness, I thought I would be healed once I got the husband. God was like, who told you that? <laughs> you know, yeah. he was like, you heal when you stop entertaining Mr. Wrong, when you can walk away from Mr. Wrong, you can meet him, you know, but once you see that it ain't right, you quickly letting him go. You're not holding on because you're Come lonely. On. You know, so you don't allow loneliness to guide you anymore. You allow my spirit to guide you. So that lets you know that you're healed. Not that you ain't married, because that's coming. You just got to be, wait, but you got to be patient for that. It's coming, but you're healed, you know? So, um, and then another thing was that um, I'm also healed because I no longer settle for mediocrity. Now, excellence is my standard i strive you know striving for excellence in every area not 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 settling okay um 
this job, I don't really like this job, but it's paying the bills. Who told you that? Right. Go find another one. Find you one that you can enjoy. Find out what God's purpose is for you on this job so that you can get up and smile every day. Because we we claim it's all about getting to the money, but you miserable getting to the money. Where they do that at? You know, you I don't understand how you can spend 40 plus hours a week on a job and then some of us giving them 60 and 70 hours on a job, but you miserable. And then because mm. you're miserable, your family miserable because you're bringing that mess home. No, no, no. Stop settling. Do what you need to do to either find another job or find joy in the job that you have. You know, so I had to do that. You know, I, I didn't like my all those years that I was at FedEx, but I enjoyed the relationships I built. I love my coworkers. You know, we had some, we built some good relationships. I got some good friends out of that, but I didn't like, you know, being there, not helping people. So guess what? Indiana, you need to go to school. You need to go get your degree so that you can learn how to help people so that you won't be miserable. You know, getting up every morning, getting up every morning should be a blessing and a joy. Why are we miserable? Because we got to go to work. We got to go punch somebody's clock. That's just one part of your day, but don't let it control your life. You know, so that's how I knew I was here when I stopped settling, you know, for that. When I stopped allowing what I didn't have to control my present because it's 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 a continuing continuous journey and god had already showed me when i started that he was like as you go i'm going to be pulling things out of you and me pulling those things out of you is going to allow you to go further so don't despise the journey you know so even when i get weary like oh god how much more stuff i got to heal from he reminds me <laughs> right didn't i tell you that it was going to come as you go because God is a good God. You know, there are rewards along the way. God doesn't want to, God loves us, you know, and he's not going to be pointing his finger and beating you over the head every step of the way. No, there's a rewards for obedience, you know, along the way. It's things are going to be hard, but you get rewarded. You know, I still, you know, got the business. I still got the great job doubling the salary. I still got the house that I wanted, you know, and all this, and I'm still healing, you know, even though I'm coaching other people to heal, I'm still on my own road because a lot of what happens to us, that was half of my life. So you mean tell me I want God to correct what went on for half my life in two months right no time limit on it right i'm like god god is time but he placed us in time for me and for a reason so we have to wait things out it's happening in the spirit but we have to wait it out you know and and and, and allow him to show that progress in us because every now and again i sit down and i'm like well, what did you, what's, what's been going on? How, look at how your life has turned out. Look at where you are now. Look at the mind shift change. You know, yeah. I used to be this doom and gloom, sarcastic. You know, I was not only bleeding on the page, I was bleeding on other folk. Because so, mm. I was just mean, uh. <laughs> just mean and bitter, you know. So, but the Indiana that I am today is totally different. And, and I was okay with even letting people go if people kept reminding me of who i was back in the day peace out because mm. i'm not going to be constantly reminded of that if you can't see the change in me you know or you want to keep reminding me of my past so that it can make you feel good in your current mess we ain't friends that part we, we stop talking you know <laughs> i'm good <laughs> you know because i'm not going back and i'm not gonna i tell people i know me and you talk all the time i tell people all the time protect your peace i protect mine i protect my self-esteem all of that i'm not going back to that old indiana Self-esteem was low you know just all stressed out and discombobulated we're not going back there so if you're gonna keep reminding me of that you can stay there Stay all the way there. I don't block you. <laughs> well, you know, I am the founding member of the block ministry. <laughs> I, I, do, I do believe that blocking will bless your life. <laughs> like block, block, blah, block, block. It will bless your life. It is not to say, you know, that something wrong with them people or they crazy or whatever, whatever, but it's just they're not your people. Mm -hmm. They're not your people. And it's okay. 
And as you, and I love you touch that you touch on that because as you grow, as you heal, as you become better, you are gonna have to let some people go. People, and places, and things, and even ideas that you had in your head that you thought like, is this God or is this a good idea? You even there's some ideas that you gotta let go too. Mm-hmm. Right, because we we filter all of our experiences through um those um broken areas in our life because we're not broken people we just have broken areas um we filter everything through that you know but um i remember one um after i had i think it was like a couple of years ago when i really started to um get into helping people to heal um i woke up one morning and that song was just playing in my head on repeat and i was like oh what is going on he was like i'm letting you know that it's time because the song was playing in my you know that song i can see clearly now Mm -hmm. that song was on repeat and i'm like what is going on god was like i'm letting you know that it's time you know to 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 tell of your journey to let people know what i did for you and I was like, okay, you know, and we, for so long, what I had been through was my story. Yeah. Every time, you know, it was, I've been through this and, and, and you've been a victim of this and you've been a victim of that. I'm like, yeah, but I'm an overcomer of that. I'm not a victim. Anymore. Yes. Yeah. You know, that so, part. Um, it's about changing your language and it's about letting people know that you pay you played a vital part in my past in my hurt but you get no access to my victim none okay none so ever ain't no backtracking i used to tell people my mama said backtracking is for saturday morning cleaning <laughs> we don't do no bad in life you know and i'm not saying you would never you know you would never mess up because we we are human you know and the past does try and knock on your door every now and again yeah. and we human you might crack the door and look out you know or look out the blind you know what i'm saying entertain it for a hot second you know i said but when you come to yourself like jesus did on the cross and said but nevertheless, thy will be done. You when you come to yourself, you don't kick that devil about your house for sure. Mm-hmm. You know you that moment that come to Jesus moment to change your life. I'm telling you, man. Listen, it will change your life. It will leave people all confused. They gonna tell you, um, you acting funny. Yes, yes, I am. Because mm-hmm. I'm not who you expected me to be. What you said? Who I've always been. Right, and I've learned that. I just let people talk. You know what I'm saying? If you want to tell me I'm this and that, that's between you and God. That ain't got nothing to do with me. But I'm not going to let you, let what you say soak in me no more. You know, that old, and I tell people all the time, Nene is gone. That was my childhood nickname. Nene is gone. I done buried with that chick. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You know, (laughs) Deanna is fully flourishing and fully aware of the God that is in her and the, the yes. role that God is taking her on. She might, you know, forget every now and again, have to be reminded and go back to God crying. Okay, God, I forgot. I forgot what happened. Um, tell me again. You know, you're going to have those moments because we're human and the flesh wants to make itself feel good. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the road to healing, sometimes it's a lonely journey. That was some nights I had to spend alone, you know, and it's because, and, and I tell people all the time, the enemy smells blood. So if you're bleeding all over the place, you're not doing anything but attracting mm. the enemy to you. You're attracting leeches and, and killers and robbers and, and all of that to you, mm. you know? mm-hmm. so when God is healing you, God doesn't expose you. God keeps you in a safe place in him until you're whole you know so that you don't you know he don't he won't allow anybody to come in and taint what he's doing in you so don't don't fight the the being alone it's only for a season trust me it's only for a season and anybody that you lose on this journey if they weren't meant to be in your life anyway you know so um embrace it let God show yeah. you things because when you come out, the people that he brings to you, when you come out, it's going to blow your mind. 
you know, you're going to be like, wow, God, this is what I was missing out of. It reminds me of a <laughs> right. little girl holding a little big teddy bear. But I love it. And God yes. got behind her like, but if you just let it go. <laughs> if you only knew what I had for you, you you throw this teddy bear, okay? That is just awesome. So awesome. So how, how can um, others get to work with you? And what are you working on to help others heal right to healing? get their entire life so that they can be the queen that God called them to be? Well, first thing I'm working on is the Pen Warriors community. And the Pen Warriors is the community that I've established to teach people how to write um, their way to healing. Um, and we are warriors because we're fighting for our wholeness. You know, um, we're fighting um, to let to to get rid of the 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 attacks and the picture that the enemy has painted over us all of our lives. So um, the Pin Wars, you can join the Pin Wars community through my website at www.indianatuggle.com. Um, Another thing I'm working on is I'm creating a journal line, the Right to Heal journal line, journal line, and these are journals to help you write through specific processes, um, how to um, heal. The first one is called Embrace Your Healing, and that is the introduction. That is like the wholeness starter journal. That is the journal to help you to identify um, your wholeness and identify your vision of wholeness and really face the girl in the mirror. And then you learn how to invite God into your broken places and then learn how to seek God for solutions. You know, seek the Bible for solutions because it's time out for this um, reading the Bible, you know, like it's a literature book. You no, know, you you hurt. Right. And you need God to heal you. So you need to be specific about your study. And you need to go straight to the word because he wants to show you some things. But I remember... <laughs> Um, when I hear people, when they, when you, when people ask, well, what, what book of the Bible do you start reading at? What's your favorite book? Cause they're trying to figure out where to start reading. No, no, no. You start with what you need. And that was me. When I came to God, I was broken, busted and disgusting. I'm like, look here, I know the God of salvation. I learned about him at eight years old. Yeah. You died on the cross for my sin. Um, yeah, I got that. But what I want to know is where were you? when all this stuff was going on. Right. <laughs> How can you help me right now? I need help right now. So, um, yeah, where they got it. So that's what, when I came to God, I had questions. <laughs> and he was like, Listen, okay, man. this one here is, <laughs> he already know his child. So, I had to really learn how to dig in the Bible and dig in the word and discover who God is and how he wanted to heal me and how the word can be, um, healing to my soul myself so that journal really teaches you how to get dig into that and to learn how to discover God's voice in, in his plan for you um and the road to healing for you because a lot of times we think we know what we need to heal from mm -hmm. we, we got this whole idea of what we need to heal from but you know God really knows what, what to go to first. And, I, and a lot of people, they come to God, you know how people come to God. When I stop having sex, when I stop drinking, and when I stop smoking, then I'm going to go to church. God said, who Yeah, God? yeah. You can't do all that on your own, boo-boo. And because and when you come to God, he don't even tell you to get rid of all of that at once. Because if you could do it on your own, what you need him for? Right. And that's and that's the whole point of the, the embrace your healing journey. You can't do it by yourself. I don't, care what, I don't care what nobody tell you. You know, you can't That's do it. Awesome. So the Bible is really there to help you. It is really, truly our guide for life, but a lot of people don't see it like that. Time is out for you um, picking up your Bible and, and running your fingers through it and then whatever um, scripture it land on, that's what you read. Or you, read, you read Ephesians because your pastor said that's his favorite chapter. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got to put that word in our heart. What you say? It gotta be there. You know, it so gotta be all up in there. You got so you to know how to respond and live. You have to learn who God is to you. You heard about what He did for sisters, sister, brothers, you know, pastor, minister, prophet, so and so. But what can He do for you? Because that is what creates our faith. You, can, I don't care who you are. You can't convince me that God don't exist. No, ever at all. Uh, you, you know, you know how the old saints used to be like, I done seen too much. I done seen right. too much. 
I done seen too much, been through much, done too much for you to now. You're gonna have to tell me something else, devil, because you ain't finna tell me. <laughs> I'm going, I'm taking that thing to the grave. I would have to get to grave on judgment day and be like, so I was wrong. I don't believe mm -hmm. I'm in the wrong space because <laughs> no, you cannot convince me that God doesn't exist and that He don't love Indiana. You know, me and my right. friend, we 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 argue about who the favorite, you know, all the time because being in his presence makes you feel like you the favorite like god ain't tending to nobody on the earth but you that's mm -hmm. a that's that that's that intimacy that one-on-one -on -one time that we have to make sure we are giving him so it's, that we can you know be healed and be transformed and changed so that's the whole that's the whole point of of getting to know him for you you know i i bet yeah. you know i've been in church girl my entire life but you know how you hear people, you got to get to know god for yourself that's what they mean and a lot of times people that's don't exactly. do that you know, oh, they, no, they don't be dependent, you know, on the church, on the pastor. And then when the pastor create all these dependent members, then he get overwhelmed. No, no, no. And that's what I love about my church pastor. My pastor taught us how to get in the word and learn God for you. So he said, because I'm not your God. You need the God, the one and the only right. God. You need him because I'm just here for you on Sundays and Wednesdays. You got the rest of the week to live, baby. You better get in that word. For yourself and for figure real. out who God is and what He wants you to do and and why He created you and how much He you better get in it for yourself. I'm just the God, you know. I'm praying for you. He said, but you have to learn who God is for yourself. Time is out for us hearing about God from other people, you know. And that's Period. really what um, this journal line is about: is really guiding people through processes that I've used to really get through. Um, discover the character of God yes so y'all listen and make sure y'all go to the website say it one more time what's your website where people can get connected with you um follow you on social media and all that all that good stuff www.indianatuggle.com and there you can click on and learn about the pen warriors. You can click on resources and get to the um, the books and the journals and, and all that good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on today, sharing your, your truth, speaking your truth, helping others heal. Uh, I pray whoever listened to this, that this was a blessing to you. If it was, please be sure to leave a review um, on whatever platform you listen this, to this podcast on. And just remember to always, always, always keep your head up and your crown on. And we will be back next week with another episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Share this with someone who you know that this will bless and be the queen that God called you to be. God bless. Bye-bye.